everyone this is Rhea Yadav and you're listening to Reality by Rhea Today we have Samriti Jain with us she is a freelance legal writer and uh, she is here to talk about her legal experience her law school experience so how are you Samriti Hi Rhea thank you so much for calling um, me here to talk about my experiences I'm super glad to be here thank you so much and uh, yes I'm doing good Let's begin. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. So my very first question would be, how did you get into law school? Oh, okay. That's a pretty interesting question because um, I never had plans of actually joining law school. I always wanted to get into management and do like BBA and things like that. But um, in like 12th grade at the end of it, <clears throat> I uh, I realized that I, I didn't resonate much with um, uh, you know only doing management or things like that. I wanted something professional. I wanted to do something um, something that uh, challenges me. And I realized that you know law is an option, and I could do law with management or uh, like BBA LLB. So I'm currently pursuing my BBA LLB from Ramaya College of Law, Bangalore, and. Uh, I, I just, I mean, the decision was very quick, and uh, I didn't. I mean, I did, I did think through things, but uh, it was not like I always wanted to be a lawyer. So that that that's how I pretty much got into law school. But and I did, and I also did write CLAT, but I had like lesser time to prepare. But whatever, I mean, how much of that time I could get, I did prepare in that much, but I I couldn't uh, really clear it to get into like the top interviews. So, uh, what is the status of women engaged in the legal industry? Is it so that the male has outnumbered female in the legal profession? All right. So, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just like a first-year law student at this point, and you know, from whatever I've heard from seniors and uh, like professionals in the industry, I do feel that there is a certain gap that exists. Uh, it, I mean, the sex ratio definitely is um, a little uh, not balanced. So, I mean, there are more um, men than women in this profession, and I think it's definitely changing because uh, we see the number of uh, we see the number of law students uh, and also the number of females that have uh, been wanting to pursue law has definitely been increasing. So, I, I'm seeing like a better future for um, uh, female lawyers, definitely. And what kind of competitive environment do we have in Indian law schools? Okay, so uh, Indian law schools, I would say, um, so I think NLUs have a more competitive environment and a few other colleges as well. I, I mean, generally law school gets competitive because uh, we're all, uh, I think we've been conditioned to um, believe the fact that we need to do like debates, we need to do moves, and we need to do all these things. And what we do is uh, we try and do all of these at once, which isn't like the right approach, according to me. Uh, so we, I think we should focus on like one or two or maximum like three activities at one uh, particular point of time because that will help us navigate better through law school. And to talk about like the competitive environment, um, I think it exists everywhere. And uh, we all just want to like outgrow our peers and things like that because, and you know, a lot of people don't even share opportunities with their uh, friends because they think that, you know, what if they grab the opportunity or what if they become better than uh, the other person. So I think uh, in NLUs, it's again a little more because from what I've heard from my friends is that there is intense competition, even in terms of like marks and um, grades and things like that. 
but uh, being from not an nlu i would say that uh, in my college there is a little lesser uh, competition definitely competition is everywhere but sure i mean uh, from where i belong it's a it's a little lesser and that's what i've heard from other non nlu students as well all right so how do you think that aspiring lawyers can improve upon their persuasion um, skills and public speaking skills because i believe that um, these are certain prerequisites to become a good lawyer yeah definitely um, i think um, so i i would like to break one myth that's always there and from what i've heard from seniors and um, again lawyers in the profession who've spoken about it online and you know on social media that uh, public i mean argumentation or just you know public speaking isn't uh, i mean definitely it's a skill that's needed for lawyers and law students but it isn't something that's uh, very uh, in i mean it's not used as much as writing and reading all right because writing and reading are like the most important aspects of uh, becoming a good lawyer or say so uh, So, like public speaking, definitely. How how would you in, uh, how would you develop that? Is that I will I, I can share like my personal story of how I became of how I'm becoming a better public speaker is uh, just through uh, honestly like I started my page on Instagram and I had another uh, page uh, before as well. So um, there also I was uh, I, I was taking like live sessions and things like that in front of an audience. Um, from whom some I knew and some I didn't know at all. So I think that definitely does increase your confidence levels because uh, it 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 teaches you how to talk. It teaches you how to um, really respond to questions. It teaches you how to ask the right questions, and it does teach you a lot about um, you know <clears throat> pausing, when to pause, when to uh, when to speak, what to reply, and things like that. And I would also say that. you know participating in debates has really helped me a lot in terms of just public speaking because um, it it really first of all debate debating like makes you think um, like on different aspects be it either law or even general aspects and it does give you um, an insight into how to put forth your arguments better so that definitely does increase um uh, i mean it gives you an advantage in terms of learning how to public speak or even persuasive uh that's right like i myself started this podcast page so it is really helping me uh to have a command in uh, public speaking so moving forward my next question would be how useful are internships when it comes to legal profession all right so um internships i would say i think internships definitely are are helpful and uh, i I've, i've myself done only around one or two uh, for now like in those have not been under lawyers or uh, any kind of firms but have been under legal blogs and things like that but i would say that uh, i mean uh, more than anything uh, in internships you do learn how to uh, do team work more than more than learning i think the legal part of it uh, i think i would like to talk more about you know um, learning team work learning how to manage people maybe if you're assigned someone under you in like a senior internship or if you are under a person and how do you deal with that how do you deal with like daily tasks how do you manage how do you like become productive and things like that so those are like very important uh, aspects of like they will like internships will teach you um all of that and definitely like uh, the legal part they do teach you you know you're involved in research you're involved in 
writing maybe research notes or yeah, you're involved in like maybe um, drafting a, a very small part of like a clause, maybe of a contract, like a very small clause of a contract or, you know, assisting your senior in something or, you know, or maybe when I go to courts to do my internships, maybe to, you know, uh, like read petitions and things like that would definitely be something. So I'd say um, uh, internships are definitely a place to uh, learn a lot. And most of it, uh, I would say that, you know, a lot of seniors don't really have time to uh, devote to see uh, to interns because it sometimes gets hard because even they do have their uh, responsibilities and we have like cases and we have deals to work on. So I think uh, we learn more by observing when we, uh, of course, when it's in the virtual space, uh, it's, it's a little difficult because of, uh, you know, we don't really know what's happening on the other side, uh, both the ways. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, we learn more by observing in internships, just just by observing what's happening, what people are planning, and things like that. So, yeah, that that's pretty much my take on internships. They do help uh, a lot. Yeah, I think internships beside legal profession is important in all field of interest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. My next question would be, what is the power of LinkedIn and networking? Because people uh, nowadays are trying to make connections uh, in different field of interest, whatever uh, they are fascinated by. So uh, is it some relevance out there? Yeah, I think uh, LinkedIn is like one of the best platforms out there. Though it's not the only platform, and there are other platforms where you can network and things like that. Like, you know, there are a lot of conferences that, that are being held online. So that that's also possible. But I would say that LinkedIn is really a strong platform. You can you can directly connect with lawyers you want to work under. But uh, I would say that, you know, uh, in networking, people think uh, people really get the concept of networking wrong. Uh, they, they say that, you know, you just message a senior asking them for an internship or a job and that's networking, but actually that's not networking. Networking is um, building a relationship over a period of time with someone so that maybe when you need help, when you need a reference, when you need like a recommendation or when you want to intern under them, they would be happy to help you with that. So that that's that, that's like, it's a, it's a long-term process instead of just, you know, uh, going into DMs and going into the like messages and talking to them about, you know, uh, sir or ma'am, I want to I want to intern under you and things like that. No one will want to uh, really give you an internship in terms of, uh, you know, if you just directly go and ask them, show them why you're the right person to, you know, really get an internship under them. You know, uh, the most important part of LinkedIn is to post regularly, is to post about things that you are passionate about. You can post about your life experiences. You can talk about. Um, you know, what you do in your profession. If you're like, for example, a law student, you can talk about what you learned in class maybe or what experience you had in a particular board competition that you went to. Or uh, you can talk, if you're learning drafting from a course, you can talk about that. If you've uh, recently completed your internship under someone, you can write your learnings from that internship. And, you know, uh, all of us like try and do a lot of uh, certificate courses, right? So, we can we can talk about I mean we can talk about you know I did this certificate course from this this place and how it helped me and things like that. And the other aspect of LinkedIn is to 
get uh, internships and jobs directly like clients coming to you to give you not exactly an internship but if you are into freelancing if you are into content writing graphic designing or anything like that clients directly come to you if you post about things so it's happened with me that i have consistently written about content writing on linkedin and i've had like more than 5 to 10 people come and give me opportunities uh, about legal uh, for legal writing for general content writing as well though you know uh, the turn like the the turn around for people actually following up and things like that is significantly lesser but uh, uh but the thing is you do get a lot of opportunities so what a uh, law student can do so like, for example you know or a law student may want to uh, write about it has like um or knows how to really do good research or graphic design what they need to do is they need to talk about the skill on linkedin and people will directly approach them and what you need to do is you know connect with people who are providing such opportunities and send them personalized messages to really uh, you know take the power of linkedin in your hands because linkedin is super powerful in terms of um, giving you opportunities and uh, opportunities will never stop if it never stop if you put like the right content out there and yeah that that's pretty much about linkedin yeah that's right so my next question would be how can a law student gain practical knowledge and practical experience such as uh, drafting legal documents okay so uh, i would say that you know uh, drafting and things like that aren't really aren't really taught to us in colleges although you know we have like a last semester talking about drafting reading and things like that but i i've heard that you know they don't they don't uh, really help much so i think there are a plethora of courses online in terms of uh, how to draft there are also a few youtube channels who talk about uh, drafting how to learn drafting on your own and things like that as well uh, but of course you can learn uh, a drafting through internships uh, but again i would say that you know seniors don't really have that kind of time to assist us in everything so we can't really learn the max of it so pursuing a course according to me is one of the best options that uh, to learn proper drafting and there are a lot of courses available online so people can pick and choose from that they can you know there are a lot of testimonials as well that we can have a look at. so i think that would be a good approach to learn drafting and if you are again from a family of lawyers then you can just approach um, just approach your uh, connections and you can talk to people or uh, you know anything is possible if you are if you if you do have a connections then it gets a slightly easier um me being a first generation law student i don't really know uh, i don't really have anybody in my family who belongs to this profession but i've i've tried to you know uh, make a lot of connections in linkedin i've spoken to a lot of seniors and a lot of um, professionals from the industry so and uh, networking i would say again i mean the point of networking comes again because Uh, like i said it's a long process i started probably you would say uh, probably i'd say 6 to 7 months ago and uh, it's still going on and it will continue to go on till i probably uh, exit from this profession because i mean it's a completely ongoing process i'm pretty sure you would agree with that yeah that's right i mean uh, with the help of networking we can uh, gain experiences about the people who have been involved in this industry for a longer period of time all right yeah definitely 
Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So my last question would be in the bleak economic outlook do you think that job markets for the lawyers is faring poorly so faring poorly yeah okay so i would say that you know definitely uh, this is a question i asked uh, someone on my live as well um on my page uh, and uh, the response i would tell you the response i got because even i agree with that is that of course you know there has been Uh, these are like unprecedented times and we've been hit with the pandemic and people are, don't really have jobs at this moment but there are new jobs that are being developed uh, there are a lot of opportunities that people are still not exploring people are just waiting for um, you know the pandemic to end so that they can um, they can go back to their jobs but according to me that's not happening the world has changed and we need to adapt to it like how you know we're all doing online sessions we're attending webinars we're attending virtual sessions we're doing these podcasts where you know we're, we're everything is just shifted online so i think the most important part is that we realize that remote work is going to be the new normal though definitely you know in office work will continue because that is something that uh, will continue to be there or uh, cannot be completely removed but uh, i think remote work will It has already changed um, a lot of industries and you know everything uh, to an extent, and that that will definitely continue. So I would say uh, there are opportunities for people who are ready to upskill themselves, or uh, for the people who are ready to invest in technologies, for the people who are ready to learn those technologies and um, you know operate them. And, and it's not technical coding or things like that. It's just basic you know operating with platforms like Zoom or Google Meet and you know. a few maybe automation softwares for different types of contracts or things like that but it, it's it's just about adapting ourselves and not being uh, like for now example uh, court hearings are happening virtually so lawyers should you know really adopt it to the fact that it, it's happening online of course there are certain logistical uh, difficulties that arise but that can again be you know solved through a lot of different other mediums so i think opportunities are always there it's just about um, developing the right skills for the opportunity because uh, i would like to like you know give an example of uh, you know how uh, software as a service is a growing industry right now but not a lot of lawyers have experience in uh, how to deal with software as a service and or uh, you know how to deal with contracts and agreements in that area or maybe you know it could even be data privacy because we don't really have a data privacy law so uh it could be things like that or booming sectors like technology because technology is like the big sector that could um you know that that lawyers can tap into and there are a lot of other uh, sectors as well like uh, i think ibc the insolvency and bankruptcy court uh, what what happened was a few years back um everyone is you know talking about it that it's going to boom and right now so many judgments are coming on the ibc well, everyone is talking about ibc and it's like the most hot topic in the market and you know a lot of specialized lawyers are needed for that particular thing and for the people who adapted at that point of time for the people who um learned about it read about it some years back are now able to see those advantages so i think um it's the same thing for now as well for the people who are ready to take covid as a challenge take take it as a take it as a challenge to upskill themselves to become better individuals by you know learning what's happening 
to be able to uh, always have opportunities.